A very good morning out there. Welcome to another live broadcast. This is the voice of Isaiah Phillips and Kintola. I'm going to especially welcome you this morning to our broadcast. I want to welcome you this morning to our live broadcast. This is um, Potter's Gate online broadcast and uh, this is our Zadok Leadership, Prophetic Leadership School. I want to welcome you this morning. If you're joining us, welcome. I'm going to give a few minutes you know, for people to join us. For those who want to connect with us, we're we'll giving you a few minutes to do that because we are going to very soon start our training. The Lord has been very good to us in opening uh, the seal of his word to us in such a way that has continued to bring us light and, and understanding even in this crucial season that we all need to hear his voice and follow his direction. So I'm just going to give few people the opportunity to join us this morning before we start the school all right thank you so much if you're connecting with us if you're connecting this morning want to welcome you and uh, like i said we're going to give few people uh, uh, the opportunity once again to connect with us and then we're going to go into uh, today's uh, uh, lecture i believe the lord has something you know new to share with us to open our eyes to see all right daily we come with an understanding of uh, our blindness because it's from there that we are given sight when we come with the understanding of our blindness then we we're given sight you say because you say you see then you're blind all right so we believe in the lord that he will continue to speak to us and give us grace and insight into the reality and the revelation amen of his intention and for those that are watching us in incognito well you're also welcome this morning uh, join us join us join us uh, yeah, the Lord knows us. He knows He knows who you are. He knows where you're watching from. He knows your name. All right. And we believe the Lord that God will continue to assist us. That in the days that we live in, that we will not, He will not track the things of His Spirit in secret. All right. That will open our hearts. He says, He says, He says, Jesus said to His 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 people, He said, My time has not come. He said, But your time is always here. They thought he was hiding because the, the, the disciple, his, uh, his family actually said, if you say God has given you all of this thing and you're the Messiah, why don't you show yourself? And Jesus said, my time has not come. When our time comes for the things of the spirit, we move from a position of watching from afar. We're drawn there to the things of God. All right, That's a powerful principle that hopefully we're going to share uh, one, of, one, one of these days. All right, That as the Lord begins to draw us close to the nearness of our time, we move closer, all right. We don't we don't watch from afar. We don't we don't engage from afar. We move closer to where Amen. He's speaking. We move closer. We become we become nearer to 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 his heartbeat, all right. We we have a better, you know, sense of his proximity in our lives and in our engagement, all right. And I'm saying this for those who are watching incognito. Who you know sometimes we, we like to watch the things of God from afar. We want to watch incognito. Right. Those are the things that the Lord must deliver the body of Christ from in this season and time. We cannot engage the things of God incognito. If we want to connect with the things of God, particularly if God has given us, <clears throat> you know, insight to see that, you know, certain people carry grace and carry understanding about the things of God. We have to draw near to them. We have to draw near to them. Let me, let me speak this morning. All right. This is a prophetic platform. All right. So I'm speaking to some of those who are watching me incognito. If you believe that this thing that this man is saying is real, is true, 
Stop hiding. Stop watching me from cognito. Stop watching me from some secret place. Stop pretending. Stop stop connecting with us. All right. In, in stop connecting with this frequency. You know, incognito. You've got to open up. You've got to come. You've got to come out. All right. There's a time where we come out. There's a time where we present ourselves. We present the way, we present our life the way we are. All right. We present our darkness. We present our ignorance. We present our sense of neediness. We present our sense of weakness. We come out. That's the word. Adam, where are you? God wants Adam to locate where he is and come out without any form of excuse. Because when we approach the things of God incognito, it hinders us from, from receiving. I was talking about that a few days ago. It hinders us from receiving from, you know, from, from the things of God. Many of us may think, oh, I can watch from afar. I can connect from afar. Particularly those men of God. I, they, they know that I know. <laughs> and if they don't know that I know, bet, I better tell you that I know. You that you're watching me incognito. If you believe in what I'm doing, you believe in what we're saying. You see, you've got to understand, this is a prophetic platform. In other words, when you connect to this platform, you cannot hide. You cannot hide. <laughs> you cannot hide. I know there are few people like that. They track me. The moment I'm online, they connect. No, you want to eavesdrop. You, there is no room to eavesdrop in the days that we live in. These are sacred days. Men of God, you're watching me. These are sacred days. There's no room for eavesdropping in the things of God. If you want to compare notes with me, you've got to come out. I've got to see you connect with me. I've got to hear you say, man of God, I want to connect with you. I want to connect. I want to, I want to compare notes with you. I want to hear from you. Speak into my life. Check what we are doing. Is it aligning? Don't eavesdrop on the things of the spirit. It's, a, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an attitude of pride and arrogance. And you think because you're on social media that nobody sees you. Ah, God knows where you are. We can see you. Nicodemus came to Jesus in the night. He, he, he was sneaking on the things of God. That is a principle the Lord taught me years ago. I don't, I don't, I, in fact, when I'm on Facebook, if, if, I'm, if I'm checking certain people and, I'm, in fact, I don't do that. But when I'm on Facebook and I, maybe I come across, you know, a man of God's material that, you know, is saying something. I check through it and I'm gone. I don't stay there. I don't start scrolling. The moment I start scrolling, okay, let me go to his page and start scrolling what's going on here. Let me see. Let me see. Immediately the Holy Spirit pricks my heart. Isaiah, if you want to scroll, you better go straight to the person. Let the man know what you're doing. You see, we may think we can hide because, you know, it's, uh, uh, it's, it's social media. No, after all, you know, you, social media, you can do all kinds of things. People, people can scroll through your, you know, through your profile and be watching and check all your, you know, whatever they're looking for. <laughs> and they say, well, nobody sees me. I, if you carry the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit will tell you, stop that. Don't do that. If you want to connect with somebody, connect with the person. Be real. This is how we build, friends. This is how we build. This is what you're not going to hear out there. So as I'm speaking this and telling that person, I'm telling some of us that are also following us. Don't, 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 you know, don't eavesdrop on people. Don't come behind them. If you want to come, come through the door. Don't come through the back door. It's a powerful spiritual principle. 
Don't come through the back door. Come through, hallelujah, the right door. Don't go through the window. <laughs> you see, this is what separates prophets from prophets. We see them. We know them. Alright? So don't ever think because you're on, on social media that you can hide. We cannot hide from the things of the Spirit. I don't have to use my prophetic spectacle all right, to start sniff, sn sniffing and sneaking on people. No, I don't have to do that. Guess what? Via the powerful principle that God has built in us, we know who are journeying with us and those who are not journeying. And yet they're all around us. They say they're with us, but they're not of us. And that's why they left us. It's a principle. That's John. You read 1 John, 2 John, you will understand relationship. You will understand the power of fellowship. Listen, the Lord gave me a word this morning. While I'm on this, let me, let me just quickly, just before I, I came on air, listen to this word. We must now bring the saints into the ascended knowledge of the eos. The word eos is a Greek word. It means, excuse me, it spells U-I-H-O-S, eos. That word eos means the full-grown son, the full-grown son. This word is used for Christ. Christ is the eos. Alright, we must now bring the saints into the ascended knowledge of the ears. Listen to this. There is a kind of knowledge, and I, I wrote that word in capital letter. There is a kind of knowledge of the ears that the saints, agios, that word saints means agios. It means that which is sacred, that which is holy, that which has been set aside. Alright. There is, there, is, there, is, there is a knowledge that we must come into, that, that the agios that must come into in the, in, the, in the eos. Remember what I said about the eos? The eos, amen, is the full-grown full grown son. The full son, the full son. Not the son that is still growing, but the full son. All right? There is a knowledge we must come into that we must eat, we must experience, amen, that we must experience in the eos, we as the egios, the H I G I O S, egios, that word is, is defined as saints, sacred, people who have a sense of the, 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 the understanding of the things of the spirit, mystic humans, people who have left soulish, carnal dimensions behind. These are, these are the people called, amen, the egios. And when we come into this knowledge, it's something we must come into. You see, I'm tracking, we're going to be tracking, hopefully, maybe next week, we're going to, well, part of what we're training, what we're talking about, amen, is this dimension, tracking Ephesians chapter 4. Because all of these teachings that we're doing, amen, must bring us to fullness, maturity, alright? But this morning, the Lord dropped this in my spirit. We must experience and eat of that, we will of that which will bring, amen, to bring to us the reality, the revelation. Now listen to this. The revelation of the teleos. There is a dimension in the, in the church called the teleos. The teleos, amen, is the perfection, is the maturity, amen, of the, of the egos. Now the egos cannot come to perfection until we eat of a knowledge. There's an ascended knowledge we must all partake of. We must experience in Christ. Uh, you see, Christ, Christ is a faculty. 
You can know half of Christ. You can know some dimension of Christ. You can have a little knowledge of Christ. And you may even boast of that. Hey, but there is a full, fullness. And we capture that fullness, amen, as, as, as a dimension of a life of, amen, the, 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 the cherubims. The Bible says they are full of, full of eyes. Everywhere the move is an expression of where God is moving. Different nature, different character, yet expressing oneness, completeness in Christ. Ah. Oh, hallelujah. Well, I, I hope you're getting what we're... I, I wish you can see my heart. This is not just words. We're tapping into certain things. I dropped a word before I came here. Their arrival is our departure. This is the point of our departure into the next reality of the intentions of God for our life. We live for the earth. We live for the redemption of the earth. We live for the cry, amen, of redemption. We want to respond to the cry of redemption. Waiting for, amen. Listen, the, the earth is not just waiting for the, just the agios, amen. Just the saints, sacred people. No, the earth is waiting for, amen, an agios that has come into, amen, into the eos, into the fullness, the full reality, hallelujah, of the, of the, of the sonship of God. It's from there that we have the power and the authority to express, amen, what is called the dominion, amen, of the teleos. The teleos is the full mature church, but that maturity must come via the knowledge that we have fed in, the experience that we have, we have partake of, amen, in the eos, in the Christ, in the Christ son. Why is it, why, why is all this thing based on sonship? Because they have to be, they have to burn us. We have to be born. He said, these are they that have been born in Zion. The things of God has to be birth. And then there has to be growth. There has to be maturity. And then there has to come into fullness. We have to come into a day where we have arrived. That is what Paul is explaining to the Galatian church. That as long as the son is a son, but it, rem it remains under tutors, is no better than a slave. It is slave. It, it is slavery mentality that you're tracking somebody. You're tracking him, you know, cognito. You see this man is saying things that will benefit you. But because of your pride, because of your arrogance, you can't come, come out and say, hey, man of God, I appreciate what you're saying. I want to partake of this. In fact, can I surrender and submit myself to what you're talking about until you've seen that I have grown? No, but they will be viewing you from, from afar. They will be picking what is dropping from your lips and they will run with it and go preach it as if it's a message to them that heaven gave to them. Hey, stop it. It will never bring maturity to the things of God. We recognize grace and gift. We honor it and we celebrate it in each other. The Holy Spirit keeps bringing this thing back. There are this few group of people, the moment I'm on earth, they just connect. But they're watching me incognito. And I know they're men of God. In fact, I have a sense of who they are. And I'm rebuking them today. You should stop that. If you see grace in a child, 
you submit yourself to that grace not to the child you submit yourself to that grace because listen to this if you keep drawing from what that child is saying and you never let the child know that you are in need listen to this god will make sure that all of the things that you're drawing because you think you have power because you think you have influence you will never be able to use that thing called the keys of the kingdom what we are sharing is the keys of the kingdom and if you don't have a kingdom mindset you will not touch it like i shared some time ago if you go to my site all of the things are there materials are there there's nothing locked we don't lock anything but guess what if you don't connect to the spirit of the writer you will never be able hallelujah to touch the things of god you cannot touch it you can download all the material you can listen to all my tapes if you don't connect to my spirit you will never be able to use the thing it's not going to work for you it will be sealed it's not going to work for you because this, these are spiritual things. They work via the technology of the spirit. This is the technology of the spirit I'm sharing. You see that man. Pastor Tayo. I knew that man through his material ever before I, I met him. Ever before we became friends. I knew his material years ago. Humble, but <laughs> is a giant in the kingdom. But you will never know, except somebody tells you. He's got depth. People like that, I cannot track them incognito. People like that, Paul said, we must acknowledge them. Honor them. And speak well of them. Because I know what he carries. I know the grace he carries. And that's why I recommend him. You listen to him. Track his spirit. You can't go there and just track in material. You know, just looking for material. Download, download, download. You know, download and upload. Download and upload. It doesn't work like that. You have to, first of all, honor the grace that the man carries. That's why I took time to speak about him. Before putting the link there. You've got to. I'm teaching you a principle. If you're following me, this is how we live. This is how we enter the kingdom. We don't come with pride. We don't. God is humbling the pride of the nations. It is pride that brought the church to where, to where it is today. It is that arrogant spirit. That ungodly, that, um, that perverted spirit is what brought the church. That's why God is shutting down everyone. Now you still want to be doing that. I will rebuke you sharply to your face. You may, not, you, may not, you may not ever talk to me again. But you will know that somebody was bold enough to tell you the way it is. That's what we do. That's why we travel light. That's why we don't have a lot of crowd following us. Have you noticed that? <laughs> because we keep raising the bar. We keep raising the standard. Until somebody gets to realize and say, wait a minute. This thing that is happening, we've been talking about it. Over 20, 25 years ago, we've been talking. Hey, something is going to come. It's coming. Hey, God is coming. Hey, now they're interpreting it. They say, Jesus is coming. It's rapture. It's no rapture. Who told you it's rapture? <laughs> Who lied to you? Is a shift in season. We have left one order. Don't you understand that the church are born in seasons? Now they've come into this reality. Now we are departing from it. Their arrival is our departure. God gave me that word before I began this uh, uh, broadcast a few minutes ago. Their arrival is our departure. 
Whenever they arrive, we depart. We move into the next reality. We move into the next season. We move into the next phase. We move into the next unveiling realities of God. If you think you can stop following me and decide to connect to me incognito and be picking the same thing, and you're not acknowledging the grace of the man of God, you're not acknowledging the grace, the spirit that the man of God carries, and you think you're going to hear the thing, and you're going to be preaching that as a message given to you to the nation, you, 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 just, you just start digging your own grave. You're going to die a spiritual death. This is the principles of the kingdom. Let nobody lie to you. I'm teaching you kingdom principles. The best you can do, send the man of God a message. I want to be listening to you. I want to connect with your spirit. Then the man of God will pray for you. In fact, there's somebody that I'm going to, I'm going to call the person and tell him, I don't, have, I don't want to cover you again because you've got a wrong spirit. The brother say, no, man of God, I, I want you to cover me. I want you to be my mentor, be my this. I said, okay, time will wait. We will wait. Time will judge. I've concluded. No, you're not ready for the things of God. You cannot use Isaiah Phillips. You want to do that, your, your hands are going to burn. So I, I want to help him. I'm going to release him. Lest he carries a sword that he cannot, he can, he, he, he cannot, he, he cannot use, and the sword destroy him. Don't you understand this? You can connect to people that you, you're not ready for, and that can bring that can bring you trouble. Oh come on! These are these are things people do, people are afraid to touch. So if you really want to connect to somebody, you've got to make up your mind. Listen, you don't put a uh, you know, few, of, few, few of your eggs here and then another, another few eggs there in another basket. Another, you spread all the eggs around and then you visit this apostle, then you visit that bishop, then you visit that pro If you want to do that with me, you're in trouble. You better take all your eggs right now and put it in that apostle or in that prophet or whoever it is. But if you want to do that with me, you will not be able to connect to this thing because this thing demands your total commitment commitment hallelujah to the things of the kingdom not just to me but to the principle of the kingdom what am i saying am i saying you shouldn't listen to other people i've never said that i'm showing you a principle in the kingdom that destroyed the church in the past now we are building something that will help us to come into the confluence into the reality of what the bible called the ecclesia and we're teaching the principle we're teaching the strategy commitment you have not too many fathers, they say. I don't preach father, father, all this nonsense thing, they preach father. But listen to this. I walk in the grace and in the principle, amen, of a father and sons. We may not use the term, but those who are connected to me and the ones who understand the grace that I carry, I see myself as a father over their life. And I don't even have to tell them. And the few that, are, that know, they know. There's a material I need to walk up, 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 you know, walk on again on spiritual government and spiritual authority. See, I've got too many things in my hands. But these are the, th these are the days where we've got to lay the, the truth. We've got to lay bare the truth. People can, can select. You can select what you want to eat. <laughs> the, the table is ready. 
We're not deceiving nobody. No, you have to make up your mind. Every man must be persuaded. All right? You've got to be persuaded. You've got to ask yourself, is this what I want to do? Am I finding life in this Naomi of a guy? <laughs> this is Naomi. This Naomi doesn't, doesn't seem to have prospect. If you're looking for prospect, you, you, sorry, you're in the wrong place. But if you're looking for leadership and guidance, and you're looking for somebody that will take you to a place you've never been before, Naomi has got experience. She's got connection. And she has to follow, even of the things that have happened to her in the past, she has to realize that something in our life is connected to destiny. This is the principle of Naomi and Ruth. Go back. I have nothing to offer you. The other one left. Ruth saw something that even Naomi sometimes did not see in herself. She said, I'm going with you. That's a, don't you understand? That's a parable of a church God is building. <laughs> That's a parable of a church. Physically, Naomi has nothing. But Naomi is connected there's a boss connected to the lineage of Naomi. Oh, come on. Are you getting this, friends? I'm just encouraging you. As I'm rebuking those people, I'm encouraging you following me. Because they don't understand the things of the Spirit. They think the, they think the things of the Spirit is preaching. Look for good message. <laughs> yes. Look for good Hey, which one am I going to preach now? There's no Sunday to preach again. So what am I? <laughs> Come on. It's not about preaching. The things of God are principles, principles, values, guarded, hallelujah, by sacred order. The things of God. When it's not time for you to touch that thing, even if that thing is opening before you like this, you won't see it. <laughs> You'll be seeing something else. You will be seeing something else. You will be seeing something else. I'm telling you. So the people that don't that don't that that don't that you don't feel right with, all right? The people you don't feel connected to, don't stay there. Divorce yourself. Move away from there. There are others that heaven. Listen to this. The body is the most complex concept of, of connectivity. If you don't understand which part you are called to connect to, you'll be connecting to the wrong part and you will be miserable all your life. You'll be feeling sorrowful. You're going to church, but you're sorrowful. You'll be wondering, why am I sorrowful? How can I be going to church and be feeling sad? Because you're not called to be there. They won't tell you that. When I was a pastor, I told my people on the pulpit, I said, some of you are called to me. Some of you are not called to me. If you're not called to me, I give you the permission. Please leave and find where you're connected to. I told them. As a pastor, how many pastors would do that? You know why? Because I wasn't building for myself. We're, we're not building something to own. We're building something, hallelujah, to advance the intentions of God in the earth. Have you seen pastors after, you know, six, seven years they build a church, leave that church and go somewhere else to start another church uh, without knowing anybody, without any connection? I will build for God. You leave it. You move somewhere else. Don't build and sit there. It's not a business. It's not a business that you invest in after a while. Okay, now let the income become coming. <laughs> We've invested. 
You say, we've suffered. You've suffered for this thing for how many years? Now somebody wants to take it from you. What did you build that somebody's taking from you? The church was never yours. <laughs> the same principle happens, amen, to the things we call home, family, resource. They're not yours. They give it to you. To advance something in the kingdom. Your marriage is supposed to be an advancement for the kingdom. I ask people, what's the vision of your marriage? You don't know. How can you not know? How can you be married and you don't know the, you don't know the purpose of God for your marriage? What are you doing? What's the purpose of your children? Ah, well, I don't know. You don't know. That's why the devil is hijacking the children from you. What's the purpose of the business? <laughs> well, we just want to make money for the kingdom. Excuse me? You've got to have clear crystal understanding everything that god does and gives to us hallelujah as believer is tagged with divine purpose we've got to know the essence of our existence so that when you find yourself in a tight difficult place you know that they brought you there for a reason you're not binding the devil you're not losing the, you're not losing you know uh -uh. you understand reason they say, you see that's what gives us mobility that's why i said listen times of crisis reveals who we are reveals what we are made of we set the pace we set the standard because we have insight into the ways of god the ways of god are, are, are mystery but this mystery has been revealed this the seal is broken <laughs> the seal is broken we can read the times and the seasons. We are the sons of Issachar in the earth. We can read the times and the seasons. We can read the handwriting on the wall. To them is a mystery, not, not to us. He said to them is a mystery. The speakings of Christ to them is a mystery, but not to us. We sons of the kingdom. We must have insight. We must have foresight. We must have insight. Are you getting this, friends? So let's not track ourselves. I want to know every one of you by the Spirit. And all of, all of the people that I'm connected to, I know them by the Spirit. I know their measure. All of you. I know you. I know where you're struggling. I know your strength. I know your weakness. So I know where to pray for. I know where to cover you. <laughs> and I know those who are still doubting. <laughs> Jesus had all of them. He knew all the 12. <laughs> he knew all of them. He said, one of you is going to betray me. He knew them. What a life to live. Come on, friends. I said, what a life to live. It's called the prophetic. That's why we're studying Christ. Amen. As the image of the prophetic. Jesus knew, in fact, even the one that would betray him, he chose him. <laughs> Who chooses somebody that will betray him? The Lord has a great sense of humor. You know, two days ago, I had a vision about a minister and his wife. Who, in my, in my, in, in this dream, I didn't like the way, you know, they, they, they approached me. And in fact, they, it's almost like trying to do something to me. And I know those people, I know the face. <laughs> And I was a bit troubled when I woke up. Of course, I prayed about it. But I also understood that the vision that I saw is symbolic of something else. Of course, for the church, for the body of Christ. But also for how 
people will be manipulated in this last day. In fact, maybe the way people are already getting manipulated. And how they will wango themselves into your life in the name of friendship. But the agenda is something else. And you know how, you know, sometimes you see the image of somebody in a dream. Maybe that represents something not good. And you tend to, in the human realm, want to get angry with those people of not feel happy, you know. As if, you know, it's those people. And, and, and you know, today the Lord brought that vision again to my understanding. And said, so how do you feel about this thing? It's like God was asking me, how do you feel about this thing? As much as I know that, you know, as you have a particular, you know, emotion that, of course, is regulated by the Spirit. That, of course, it's not these people. Even though God may be revealing their, their, their own diabolic you know, plans. But I cannot say because I saw somebody in my vision. I saw an image of somebody I know in the, in the natural in my vision. And then all right, start getting angry with that person in the human realm. That will be immature. Because listen to these. The, that face that I saw could represent so many things. So it's for me to go back to the Lord. And say okay so why do you use this people's face? Why did you use this husband and wife's face? All right, what's what's the issue? Why did why why their face? But I also understand in the human realm, these people have not been straight with me. I, I not understand that. But I'm not going to allow that. Okay, to become all right, myastic of judgment. It, it, if I do that, then that is going to be a big trouble. To me, in fact, I I, I saw that as you know a measure, um, you know a. a a, a position where my, my own spirituality is being measured, is being, is being tested. Am I going to use what I saw in the spirit to judge, you know, people in the human realm? No, I cannot. But of course, I, I, I will be careful how I relate, but I'm not going to allow that to define and determine. Because listen, anybody can use anybody's face. The, the devil can use anybody's face. <laughs> you understand? And even the father can use somebody's face. For a reason, it, it's for you to know the reason why that person, that, you know, those face represent something. And I understand, yes, it represents something. But you cannot then make up your mind that because this face or this image was used, all right, and then you, you, you use that to start judging people in the, in the human realm while they have not committed any anything they've not done anything to me in the natural if it's a spiritual battle they will take you to the spirit realm you get the point deal with it in the spirit but never bring amen, a battle in the spirit realm amen to affect people in in particularly in relationship in the human realm you will be at default you'll be you'll be making a big mistake wow i love what god i love how god is interacting with us don't you love it you know a few minutes uh before nine, I was still contemplating, am I going to have a school this morning? Are we going to have a school this morning? Because I felt a, a little bit tired in my body. I felt tired. But my spirit is saying, no, there's, there's something God is pushing. You need to do. You need to be out there. You need to let the people, you, you, you need to impact the, 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 you know, the people. And so I had to comply. I had to comply. Okay, I'll, I'll do it. So, so we, we have to be led by the Spirit, okay? So, I, I hope you got this aspect of tracking Ephesians chapter 4, all right? We must bring the saints. The saints mean you and I. We must, we all, amen? We must bring the saints into the ascended knowledge of the eos, the Son. There is a kind of knowledge, all right? There's a kind of knowledge 
of the Eos, that's the full son, all right, that the Aegeus, and I, I, I you know, I, I define or spell Aegeus as H A G I O S, okay, that's that word is the saints, the community of the saints, they're called the sacred people, the righteous people. Uh, you understand? Some translations say they are religious. Of course, we're not dealing with religion here. All right? The Aegeus must come into. Coming into this knowledge must become an experience. An experience of what we have seen, we have touched, our hands have handled. That's what they said. That's, they said we were with him on the mountain. All right? We were with him on the mountain. All right? The things that we're talking about are the things that we have seen, we have touched, our hands have handled. That is what experience Spiritual experience earlier can be felt. You can feel spiritual experience. Because listen to this. In the realm of the spirit, there are what? Faculties. You feel things. You know things. You understand things. We taste things. They say taste and know that the Lord is good. So spiritual things is a reflection, amen, of the natural human, human realm. All right? So, so you've got to understand this. There are experiences now that we will begin to come into in Christ. This experience will become knowledge for us. If I hear you well, I, 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 I will believe now that you're, you're looking at the concept of the tree of life. Remember, that tree of life is a reflection of who? Of Christ. All right? In that tree, the Bible talks about fruits. Oh, Jesus, help me, Lord. The Bible talks about fruits. Jesus, amen, expresses all kinds of fruits. All right? We know that, amen, in the, in the very nature of Christ himself, amen, there are seven spirits. These seven spirits, amen, bears fruits. Each of, each of that, each of that branch, each, each of the branch of Christ, amen, as a spirit, all right? We know that this branch has seven, all right? Each of those branches, amen, bears a fruit. We understand that knowledge bears a fruit. Wisdom bears a fruit. All right, uh, 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 which one again? Yeah, uh, uh, the spirit of the spirit of the spirit of Christ. The, the, excuse me, the spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding. Wisdom and understanding must bear a fruit. The spirit of counsel and power must bear fruits. What will be the fruit, Amen? Of counsel. What will, you know? As I'm speaking right now, I'm actually seeing a tree, and I'm trying to you know uh, uh, divide them into different branches. In fact, maybe that's what I'm going to do. Although I've not used this concept for a long time. But it will give you an image. To give you an image. The tree of life, amen, are branches. Seven branches, basically. Each of those branches, amen, bears a fruit. Are you getting this, friends? Now, those fruits are, part, you know, are things we must eat. We must eat them. They say eat the scroll. We must eat them. As we eat them. <laughs> You know, when you eat something, right? It, sometimes when you eat something, you, you, you change, you change this, the state of that thing. All right? It, it's a fruit, but you start chewing it. When you start chewing it, it becomes, it becomes liquid. All right? Yes, you, it becomes liquid. Then you start tasting the juice. All right? If, if it's a nut, you have to crack, you have to crack the shell. All right? Then you get into, you know, the, 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 you know, the nuts inside. All right? Then you start eating it. You you can't you can't have a you can't have you know a, a, a fruit and you put everything in your mouth you understand particularly if it's a nut you you gotta realize that it's not gonna taste well sometimes you gotta break the shell there are all kinds of things that must take place 
So that's why I'm very weary when people, you know, easily say, hey, I got a vision. I've got a, I've got, you, I've, I've, have you gone to certain dimension? Have you come into, you know, the nature, the life of Christ? There are depths upon depths. There are things, all right? So you, you don't get to the first layer, hallelujah, of the shell and, and stop there because the enemy can deceive you. you. You may get to the first shell. You know, there are certain, you crack, you crack the knot, you crack, you know, until you get to the, you, you get to the knots. <laughs> until you get to the knot it's the knot that's the, the knot is where the life is you've got to eat of that fruit when you partake of it all right everything becomes clear jesus prayed for a man he, it was jesus who prayed for this man he said what do you see he said i see men walking like trees <laughs> what happened to you after this guy was prayed for it means that some of us, the first time we engage the things of the Spirit is not, amen, the, the same period that we begin to have, you know, insight into the ways of God. Because there are layers upon layers upon layers upon layers upon layers upon layers of religious spirit, layers upon layers of layers, you know, of traditions of men, all of these things that we have inherited from, you know, our past, from where we're coming from, for our environment, our family, our community, our nation, all of these things, they have to deal with them. Jesus will have to pass through all of those ungodly value system. Yes, they're shells. Before we get into the core, your spirit. All right? And then you begin to understand the things of the spirit. You can understand the things of the spirit from a wrong perspective or from a wrong emphasis. We have to have insight into the process, amen, of the, 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 the dealings of God. I'm talking about eating of the tree of life, of the, excuse me, of the, of the fruit of the tree of life. As it is, amen, in the tree of life. So it is in the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The difference is that they all carry different fruits. Different experience, amen, different taste board. Come on. So we must, we must, we must bring the saints into the ascended knowledge of the eos, the sun. There is a kind of knowledge in the eos that the egios, that's the saints, must experience and eat. That will begin to reveal the teleos, mature community, mature ecclesia. The teleos is that place we come into where we say we have arrived in maturity. Even that position of arrival, you discover that there is still another realm until Jesus finally appear, until we finally see him. That's why they say we know in part, and therefore we prophesy in part. Alright? We are sounding this trumpet as a new order of spiritual advancement for the body of Christ as we migrate out of the present reality of the nations. Alright? We are coming into a day of departure. Hallelujah. So, this is something the Lord dropped in my heart this morning. Let's see how we're doing with time. Okay, we're still good with time. This is something the Lord dropped in my heart in my, in my heart this morning. I, I believe this word again somehow has, has, has brought illumination to our spirit. I believe somehow that you have been shifted again. Alright? If you say yes, then we're going to continue with uh, 
today's uh, uh, today's lecture. You say, what have you been doing? Well, I've been exalting you. That is called exaltation. That's why you call the ministry of, of exaltation. When a man speaks from his heart, just speak. Just speak as the Spirit of God impresses. You just speak, you speak. It's called exaltation. All right? That's a very good ministry. A lot of, a lot of people all right, have the spirit of exaltation. They've got the ministry of exaltation. I hope you understand that's a ministry. There's a ministry of exaltation. It's a gift. Able to exalt people. I remember, you know, being a pastor back in those days. A lot of people, particularly when people are having, you know, birthdays and things like that, they always invite me just to come and exalt the people. And it's amazing how, you know, not like you have any specific message. You just go there and exalt and encourage the people, and the Lord start doing things in the life of the people because it's part of, you know, the, the ministry gift. Okay, let's 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 go on. Um, I'm sure by now you, you understand what we talked about amen, in Luke chapter 7. Remember Luke chapter 7. What did you go out to see? Did you get that clear? I'm asking you to see if you can respond back to me. <laughs> Alright. So, but did you get that clear? Or do you want us to touch that dimension again? No, we're not going to touch it. I'm going to read and I'm going to go into the next thing. Alright. Let's look at that Luke chapter 7 again, verse 24 to 26. After John's messengers had left, because this is very important. That's why I'm emphasizing on it again. All right. This is very important. These are part of the building blocks. Amen. That is going to define. That is going to define. Amen. How we are being built on. All right. These are part of what the building block. Thank you. Thank you. All right. You got that. Thank you, my dear sister. All right. It means that you're following me. After John's message, after John's messenger had left. Jesus began to speak to the crowd. He began to speak to the crowd. So there are two kinds of, you know, a crowd following Jesus. All right. So Jesus began to speak to the crowd around him. All right. That's after John had left. He asked them, what did you go out to see in the wilderness? What did you go out to see? And we said, amen, that true prophets live where? In the wilderness. And I'm sure by now you understand uh, uh, how we have defined wilderness. I still remember these things, all right? They're not in my notes, but I can remember. I can remember. You see, because they are sacred things. So I know we have, have, we've defined what wilderness is, that you don't have to go to, you know, uh, 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 you know, some mountain God knows where, or, you know, to say you're going to the wilderness, all right? You can create a wilderness. In fact, a wilderness is what you must create for yourself. It's a, it's a way of tracking and journeying with God. If you want to journey with God, you must live a life of wilderness, all right? We define what that is. All right? It's important because when we define a world of wilderness, it allows us to know how to interact with the things of the Spirit, with the things of God. All right? You can, you can have, you know, three-course meal. You can have the best of the best of the best. Anything that money can buy. And God wants us to have everything that money can buy. Anything that money can buy. It is our inheritance. So don't get me wrong. God wants you to prosper. God wants you to wear a Rolex wristwatch if that's your desire. All right? If the Rolex wristwatch is going to help you to advance, the, why not? God wants you to have the best of life. All right? But guess what? You've got to understand the objective of why God is giving you that thing. All right? That's the essence of prosperity. Understanding the essence. Understanding the purpose. That God, is just, God doesn't just give us things to, to, you know, to prove a point. Okay? To be proud. To, you know, to show off. No, no. God doesn't do that. So God wants us to prosper. 
God wants you to, to be wealthy financially. Okay? So don't think maybe this man is trying to... No, no. God wants you to prosper. He wants you to be wealthy financially. But you must understand the objective. So the day God decides to say, okay, half of that money, I need you to do it, you know, to do something with it. I need you to put it somewhere. I need you to invest into something. I need you to advance, all right, something. Remember that the purpose, the, the advancement of God, the purposes of God in the earth, all right, is beyond building the church. We know that church is a system. So God can ask you to take that money and invest it into, you know, a, a, a sector, maybe in healthcare. Could be a sector or a, in 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 social media you understand it could be a sector in like my brother steve just you know join us could be a sector in education all right god has given you the money so god says i want you to you know do something all right in this department it's not just about church you guys will take the money go give it to the man of god he eats the money he's, he's gone somewhere he, you know he's gone to have holiday somewhere it's good to have holiday but not at the expense of the advancement of the purpose of god are you getting the point that I'm making? So, I, I, you see, I'm trying to balance because I know we can hear and hear wrongly. We can hear and run with one aspect. I want you to have a balanced, holistic understanding, amen, of the things of God. You see, my, my job is to, while I'm teaching, I'm also trying to bring you, amen, to balance, to focus of what, amen, the kingdom lifestyle is all about. All right? So, if God prosper, you fine. And if God decides, sorry, Based on my purpose for your life, you won't have more than X, Y, Z. Alright? That even if you pray heaven down, if you pray fast, the X, Y, Z, that's what you're going to have. And, that, and you have to learn, amen, to be content with that. And God will make sure that, amen, even with that X, Y, amen, he supplies your need. Anything outside that order, sorry, they say, sorry, you are not allowed to have it. You say, why? Because it's part of your assignment in the earth. Wealth is part of our assignment in the earth. Wealth accumulation is part of our assignment in the earth. Hallelujah. Certain people will have so much that they can distribute, amen, to others. And listen to this. If they're distributing to you, you should not, be, you should not feel so, you know, uh, 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 insecure and feel like, but, but why, am I, why, why can't I also have? Because they know that if they give it to you, you will not be able to handle it. <laughs> I know people that God bless so much and they, they just lose it. I know people that were doing well until their church start growing. <laughs> yes, people doing well until their business start booming. Things, ah, then they, they don't have time for God again. Uh, you know, I just arrived from, uh, from, from. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm, 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 I'm due to to be taking the next flight to New York. From New York, then I'll be going to, you know, uh, Canada. From Canada, I'll be flying in next month to, you know. And they give you all of these things like, excuse me, so what are you trying to say? You're too busy. God doesn't give us amen, a kind of wealth that will prevent us from doing his purpose. That's not God. If they give you that kind of wealth, it means you enter into that wealth unprepared, ill-prepared. You step into that thing, amen, before your time. You step into that thing before your time and it's going to cause you trouble. So are we getting the concept now? So let's have a holistic view. Let's have a complete understanding of where we are, what God is saying in our life. I hope you understand that the life we live down here will require resources. 
money, all of that. Amen. Yes. But guess what? Beyond money, we need relationship. We need community. We need to know each other by the Spirit. I need to know the people in my world. I need to be able to know their spirit. I don't want to know you from afar. So that I can defend you with my life. When they say, uh -uh, this person did X, Y, Z. I say, sorry. No, 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 no. Even when everybody stands to say, we, we, we believe this person. I say, I will be able to say, sorry, no. I do not agree with you because I know this person by the spirit. How many of us can do that? That's the place of true relationship. Not this far thing that we do. We should be able to know each other. It's a henceforth, no, no man after the flesh. We used to know Christ in the flesh. It's a henceforth, no, no man after. Anyone in your circle, in the world of your circle, you should know them by the Spirit. And that's how we defend the ecclesia. That's how we build the ecclesia. And this is why I rebuke those men, whoever they are. Who, who, who want to, you know, cognito into what we're doing? Who, who want to tiptoe? Want to watch us from afar? You can't watch us from afar. You've got to come near. Come near. Jesus rebuked his mother. <laughs> if Jesus was in the house preaching the gospel. They said to him, your mother is outside waiting for you. Seeking your attention. Aye. Jesus got angry. So who is my mother? Do you understand what we're talking about? That's, that's relationship in another level. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus raised the standard. I mean, it's like that's an insult. He said, who is my mother? I could, I, could, I could just, you know, begin to imagine the people sitting there. <laughs> Some of them, I'm sure their jaws drop out. Huh? What is this man talking about? Who is my mother? What do you think Jesus was saying? If this woman understand my call and my purpose, she should know my call and purpose. At this period of my, of my life, I've journeyed with her. She's journeyed with me. She understands my place and my position. She ought to be in the inner caucus, in the inner house. She ought to be sitting with me. She cannot be outside. Who is my mother? At this not my mother and my father who does the will of my God, are you getting the heart of what we're talking about? Jesus rebuked his own mother because she was trying to track him from afar. They say she's outside waiting for you. Say, waiting for who? <laughs> are you seeing the difference between what Jesus said now and what Jesus at the age of, you know, at the age of 12? When the mother, hallelujah, rebuked him. What did he do? What did he do? He submitted. But this time around, he rebuked her. Why? Because she's mature enough to understand. That's why sometimes you, you rebuke your family. Because they ought to know certain things about the spirit. They've seen your life. They've watched you. They understand the things of God. But they still want to deal with the things of God as a stranger. I rebuke them. You ought to mature by now. You ought to know these things. That's not the time to, you know, to try to be, uh, you know, let's be, let's be, let's be democratic. Let's be, let's be polite. Don't, don't, don't create. No, you've got to correct that thing. You've got to correct it. Sometimes when you're correcting something that is wrong, it brings friction. Nobody likes friction. 
But friction is good for movement. <laughs> friction is good for movement. If there are no friction, there is no movement. You have to correct things. Sometimes you have to rebuke your husband. You have to rebuke your wife. You have to rebuke your children. And you, you can do it, yes, with wisdom. Ah, no, no, no. But by now we should know better. By now we shouldn't allow this kind of a thing. No. It is the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God must be motivating you. You know, that's not the time to just just let the lion dog lie. Just don't don't steer. Just don't create trouble. Certain trouble you have to create it. You have to steer it up. Don't let the lion dog lie because if you let that lion dog lie, I'm telling you tomorrow is going to be a li a lion lion. <laughs> I'm telling you, before you know it, it's going to be something else crippling into your house, into your domain because uh, <laughs> I don't want trouble. No, no. Trouble? You you need trouble to move on. Because if you don't deal with this trouble, it's going to create a bigger trouble. Jesus rebuked his mother. And we're looking at that from a context of maturity, of understanding. It is wrong. You ought to be in the house. You're outside. So I must leave this thing now. Come and, and meet you outside. He said, go tell her. <laughs> you know, there was a time they said, Jesus, you must leave this place. Herod is seeking to kill you. He said, who, who, who is Herod? He said, that fox. Tell him. Go tell him. <laughs> Today, I'm about my father's business. Tomorrow, I'm about. By the third day, I'm resurrected. <laughs> I love Jesus. I just, you see, you've got to, you've got to read in between the line. You've got to understand the heart of God. Listen to this. You cannot seek God genuinely and not be controversial. Because the values and the standard that you're raising will be trampling upon the beggarly mindset, the weak mindset of men. Yes, you'll be trampling on men. Even without you knowing, just you moving, you'll be trampling. People will be angry with you. They say, why can't you just? No, you can't just lie. Because your desire is to raise a standard, is to fit things well, is to construct a pattern of a life, amen, that reflects, amen, the standard of God so that he can come and inhabit. My household must be a place where God can inhabit. So is your household. So if things are not in alignment, you've got to correct it. And if, if it means that sometimes you've got to release some rebuke, you've got to do that. Never you be afraid. As an Adam in the house to correct. And if you're, if, if you're not compliance, you better expect Adam to rebuke you. In fact, if Adam is not rebuking you, you must rebuke Adam and say, hey, Adam, so you're going to allow me to go to hell, huh? You saw this thing that I'm doing that is wrong. You never corrected me. All because you want peace in the house. Listen, in the name of wanting peace in the house, you're going to bring the enemy. You've got to bring order. Doesn't mean, listen, order doesn't mean that you don't like your home. No, it means that you are very aware. It's called standard. No, don't fall into the same mistake the first man fell into. We cannot afford to make the same mistake the fall. Uh, Adam, where are you? <laughs> He's eating. He ate the fruit that the wife gave to him. We're not blaming the woman. We're blaming, hallelujah, the weakness of the, of the first man. We're blaming, hallelujah, his, his inability to, to discern, to see that this, the enemy is at work. Have you noticed that when, when the Lord came to the garden, they, wasn't, they were not calling Eve. Eve, where are you? What have you done? Eve, Eve, what? No, no, no. They said, Adam. 
The pattern has not changed. That's why as the Lord continues to speak to us about this thing, it's fixing leadership. Leadership is to protect. Leadership is to provide. Leadership is to promote. Hallelujah. Leadership is to protect, is to provide, is to promote. Is to guide the people. Is to lead the people to greener pasture. It's, it's not to skin, hallelujah, the, 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 the flock and skin, you know, the, the, the sheep and leave them, hallelujah, in, in the cold. While you are covered, the, 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 the sheep are, are in the cold, shivering in the name of leadership. That's no leadership. The Bible says, in the order of a house that is built, the husband should be able to lay his, his life down for his home, for his wife, for his home. As Christ laid down his life, that is order and that is leadership. I would do everything and anything to protect my home. You don't, you don't, you don't let the enemy step into your backyard while you're snoring your life away. If it demands a rebuke, you rebuke. Are you getting the point? This is, this is the principle Jesus was just showing us. He said, who is my mother? Who is my father? Are this not the one? The ones who have proximity, who are close to him. They understood. I mean, you cannot be part of my home. And we're talking about the advancement of the things of God. And you're outside. And you think, oh, I'm just going to, mm, let's not talk about that. No. It's part of what we're talking about. When it's time to pray and people are not praying my home, they know there's trouble. I'm going to scream. I'm going <laughs> to... Come on, friends. When it's time to pray my house and people want to sleep, I'm going to make noise. They know they must wake up. You see, you don't, you don't, you don't like, okay, just, like, no, 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 no. It's nothing like, oh, people are tired. You don't get tired of prayer. You pray, you get up, finish praying, you can go back to sleep. <laughs> you see, that is what has kept me for the past 30 years of my journey. If you don't understand, then understand. You see, so now you know. Now, I need you to know who, who Isaiah Phillips is. Don't just know me from afar. This guy is just a nice preacher. No, I'm telling you about who I am. This is me. There's no prayer in my house. There's trouble. There's trouble. Got to pray. My children know. They know that when they wake up in the morning, before saying good morning, daddy, good morning, mommy, they must say good morning to him first. See, when you teach your children, when you're no longer there, that is what will keep them and save them. And they will be able to pass that same value to their own children. See, that's how we build posterity. If you don't build it right, listen to this. By the time you're gone, that's the end of that order. A generation arose that did not know, hallelujah, the God of Abraham. That did not understand, hallelujah, how God tracked with Moses. A generation arose that became rebellious in the house of Jacob. Come on. Got to, we, we've got to we've got, fix the home, fix the house. Jesus rebuked the woman. No, woman. I'm not going to respond to you. You deserve a rebuke. Who is my mother? At this not, who sits here, who does the will of my father? 
So you have to rebuke yourself. Correct yourself. <laughs> you who say, thou shalt not. You say, you first correct yourself. You see, I live my spiritual life as a mirror to my home. So even, even if nobody out there believe in me, my home can testify. Uh, <laughs> this man, <laughs> we know him. We know him. He's a troublemaker. <laughs> he prays. He disturbs us. You see, your testimony, your apostolic grace must be, must be located first from your home, your household. They must see it. Even if they don't agree with it, but raise the standard. Yes, listen, people don't have to agree with you, but raise the standard. Particularly if you're a man, raise the bar. Make a proclamation, make a declaration. Change the atmosphere. One day, your children will realize and say, wait a minute. That man, maybe he's not crazy after all. Maybe he's showing us something we have just refused to see. When they're in trouble, they will remember you. And they will do what you do. Yes. When they find themselves in trouble and they have, they've been pushed to the wall, they'll say, hey, but my father used to pray. I think I better call on that God that my father calls. That's how you change the world. Oh, Lord Jesus, help me here. It's, it's hot here. So, go back to um, Luke, Luke, Luke 7. <laughs> Let's go back to Luke 7. 24, we'll read again. After John had departed, Jesus began to speak, of the, speak to the crowd about John. What did you go out to see in the wilderness? And that was where we got fired up because we began to talk about wilderness. All right. What did you go out to see in the wilderness? Then he said, a reed swaying in the wind. A reed swaying in the wind. You see, <laughs> prophets are not reeds. <laughs> today, you, you, they, today they, they, they say this, tomorrow no, no, they change their mind. Today they believe, tomorrow they don't believe. Today they say, well, God is going to cure, remove the Corona 27th. God is going to remove Corona March 27th. God, tomorrow they say something else. God changes mind. God is not like that. No prophets are like that. That's why you've got to be careful how you put a timeline on God's prophetic purpose and objective. You've got to be careful because God doesn't work according to your timing. So if you ever tell the people 27th amen, of, of, of March, God is going to remove Corona, you better be sure that God told you amen, 27th. Or else you're going to become amen, a lying prophet. Prophet liars. Amen. You don't want to be a reed shaking in the wind. Unstable. Double-minded. You see, that's why we're talking about the prophetic must bring character, stability, foundation. Amen. The mountain of the Lord will be established. When it's established, it cannot be moved. Especially when it's established on the rock. Have you noticed Jesus? One of the titles of Jesus is called the rock of all ages. You mean he's the rock of 2050? 20, oh, yes, he is. So after they have brought their 5G and their 6G and their 7G and they try to connect and, you know, try to monitor everybody, Jesus is still the rock of all ages. 
in the age where you know <laughs> machines robots will be replacing men jesus will still be the rock in the days where your house amen will, will all be speaking to you your cars will be speaking you'll be having flying cars in the days where you'll be tele, you know teleporting moving from one place to another appearing from here appearing somewhere else jesus will still be Labayadaboshaya, the rock. There is no technology that can replace him. There is no invention that can replace him. There is no witty invention. There is no understanding. No matter how advanced that technology is, <laughs> it's still a cake in the kingdom of God. The most advanced technology will be a cake when you bring it the reality see that's why you see that's why we have to talk about the things that we are talking about less less in 20 2024 2025 you lose your salvation because some crazy things happen you understand this we have to raise the standard that's why we're talking about the power of community we're talking about the power of relationship we're talking about us becoming true fathers in our homes not just making noise in some, in some church, say I'm a leader, but your home is on fire. We have to become people, amen, who are well resourced by the spirit. That you know that you can do everything to my flesh, but you cannot touch my spirit. I'm alive. That you will not bow the knees. You know? As it were in the beginning, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. As it was in the days of Noah. Have you noticed the technology in the days of Noah? The kind of knowledge those na, those na, na, you know those those giants, nam films, those nam films, the the, the 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 expression, their wisdom, their their witty invention, those 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 guys, they know things. You know why? Because they are mixed breed. They are mixed breed. <laughs> Yet in the midst of that, God gave Noah a technology. That none of them could, could, you know, could see, could understand. It's in the midst of the days of men, amen, connecting to giants. In the days where giants are moving in the earth. In the days all right, where so-called special blood, special skill are marrying the sons of men, you know, the daughters of men. It's in that day that God intervened. So who is afraid of the future? Who is afraid of 6G, 7G? Who is afraid, hallelujah, of, you know, of China and all their diabolic plan? Who is afraid, amen, of, you know, of America and all that is happening globally? Who is afraid of, you know, globalization and gl gl globalism? Who is afraid of all that? Who is afraid of the antichrist? Who is afraid of that? If you're afraid of that, it means you don't know Christ yet. And this is the problem I have with a lot of things that I'm seeing people posting on Facebook. The Antichrist is coming. They're taking over. Who is taking over? No, we are taking over. They meant it to be evil, but the Lord is turning it around for our good. In the days that they are, they are planting all kinds of chips and planting all kinds of things, God is turning those things around for his own advancement. The technology that will be coming in ages to come will be for the advancement of the kingdom of God. That's why you have to continually skill yourself and update yourself in the revelation of Christ. I just showed you that. Amen. We're coming into that dimension of the teleos. 
You don't even know what that is yet. Nobody knows how the church will reflect, will look like, amen, in, in, in the next 10, 20 years. We're looking at how the world will, will, will be. We're looking at how, how the world, hallelujah, will change in the next 20 years. No, we should be looking at how the church will impact the world in the next 20 years, in the next 50 years, in the next 100 years. Listen to this. There are technology locked in our spirit that will be coming out too. When they are bringing out their own rod. Now I feel like preaching, not teaching. But Lord help me. When they bring out their own rod. Hallelujah. Guess what? We will also be bringing out the rod of God. You think, hallelujah, you've got rod. We have rods too. Hallelujah. And you're going to see how our own rod will be swallowing, swallowing their rod. So don't let nobody get you to be afraid. The future is secure. We, we have the future secure. Not because of an event, but because of somebody we know. <laughs> Come on. Let's get our perspective right. The future is not for the Antichrist. The future is for Christ and his saints. They are afraid of the future. <laughs> the powers of darkness satanism and all the powers that are that are connected amen to satan they are afraid because they can see a church coming <laughs> they can see a church coming now religious people are afraid antichrist antichrist is coming no we are the carriers of christ the antichrist will bow the knees it's perspective. That's why this, this thing has to be prophetic. We've, you've got to understand the perspective of heaven. Heaven is coming down. Not earth going to heaven. Oh, come on. <laughs> the kingdom of God is coming. How can you be afraid of the future? When the kingdom is coming down. When God is coming down. When light is coming down. When truth is coming down. We are suppressing them. It's coming. It's coming. The more it comes, the more we suppress. Yes, they will scream. They will shout. They will fight. But the more that kingdom comes, the more there's a suppression. The more they will hide. The Bible says they'll be hiding in holes. They'll be crying. Let the rock fall on them, not on us. So don't let nobody use some eschatology theology that is not aligned to deceive you and to put you in a place of fear no you've got to wake up and align yourself that's why you've got to get yourself ready like joseph you've got to get yourself ready like daniel you've got to get yourself ready like esther like ruth these are all typology of men and women that will advance the future daniel in his day was a future <laughs> You didn't hear me? I said Daniel in his day, he was living in the future. In fact, Daniel saw something about things that are yet to come to pass in our day. What a sight. What a sight a man carried. What a sight. In the days of ruin, everything is ruined. A man rose up from, from the land hallelujah, of Persia, from bondage. He went to fix his country. That's the perspective, friends, we should be looking into. Not fear. Not antichrist is coming. No, no, not they're taking over the world. Who's taking over the world? <laughs> this is the day of harvest. The, that's why this day we're training you for war. It's a day of war. The weapons, excuse me, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. 
Have you noticed that we fight, amen, with principality, not with, we, not with technology. We're not fighting technology. We're not fighting humans. We're not fighting government. No, 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 no. Nobody's fighting Bill Gates. Nobody's fighting, you know, the, the world of these people that they call them. No, 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 no. We have no fight, amen, with, with the American nation or with China. No, no, no. We're fighting principality. The powers of darkness that is controlling them, those are the people we're engaged with. Those are the forces that we're engaged with. If you can dislodge the principality, if you can dislodge the puppeteer, what happens to the puppet? Die. Huh? Have you seen? Have you have you seen? Have you seen those uh, uh, puppeteers in the in the theater? Right? They just shake the puppet like this. The puppet is moving. They control the puppet. Yeah. Huh? Then the puppet is dancing. Right? They, yes. That's what they're doing to the nations, to the you know, to the kings of the earth. Right? It's just a puppet. They are just puppets. Puppets. That's who they are. <laughs> they are puppets. Now, you'll be a fool to start fighting the puppets. <laughs> I mean, won't you be a fool to start fighting the puppet? Because the puppet is lifeless. The puppet has no influence. You've got to go ahead. You've got to see above. That's what they said to Daniel. Since the day you, you began to pray, heaven dispatch hallelujah the answer he said but the prince of Persia that was the same prince that uh, what's his name Nehemiah dealt with because you cannot do anything without dealing with the prince you think you think why do you think it took Nehemiah four months to pray before he had a breakthrough before the king lifted his eyes and looked at Looked at Nehemiah, what's going on with you? Why is your face looking so sad? What a what a what a breakthrough. Nehemiah didn't have to do anything. He didn't have to try to get the attention of the king. <laughs> Hello, king. <laughs> and the king will say, What's wrong with you? Please get out of my face. <laughs> when you pray up, you see, that's what I believe in the path of prayer. You see, prayer brought me to where I am. Prayer is what is taking me to the future. I pray you will understand the key of prayer. Prayer causes the face of the king to, to be lifted and look into the, into the face of a servant. He said, why is your face looking sad? He said, the king said, this cannot be but the sorrow of a heart. It's, in other words, it's not the sorrow of the face. He said, this cannot be but the sorrow of the heart. What's, what is bothering you, my cupbearer? What is wrong with you? The Bible says, and Nehemiah prayed and answered the king. And you know the rest. The king gave him a signet ring. He said, go. Get all that you need. Job is done. Just tell me when, 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 you're, when you, you'll be done. Have you noticed that the king not only gave him that authority to do what he needs to do in terms of rebuilding. The king made Nehemiah. Listen to this. The king made ne Nehemiah the governor. From a chamberlain to become a governor. May you understand God. May we understand the ways of God. When they say with God nothing shall be impossible. That's a word we have chipping. We've made it so like it's a song. But that's, that's, that's a reality. For with God nothing shall be impossible. Do you want me to talk to you about the future? You're afraid of the future? God said, Nebuchadnezzar, you... A mortal man, 
challenging me. Okay, that's fine. Daniel and his, and his, and his friends continued to pray. <laughs> A word of the Lord came. Daniel must go give to the king. This is what the Lord has said. Since you have decided to challenge huh? Xi Jinping, you say you're stronger. Okay. Since you have decided to challenge the God of heaven. All right. Guess what? <laughs> in the next seven years, you will be living with the animals. Yes. In their kingdom. You go be, you, you want to be a king, right? Okay. You go be, <laughs> you go be a king to the animal kingdom. I will make you like I will make you look like an like a lion. Half of you will look like a lion. Part of you human. Uh, uh -huh. Did you read that in your Bible? Did you read that in your Bible? That God transformed a king. He humbled him. I said, this is the day, hallelujah, where God is humbling the loftiness of men and their high look. Nebuchadnezzar, hallelujah. Began to live in the wilderness like animal. The dew set on him. He ate grass. He had no shelter. I'm talking about the king. I'm talking about the strongest man on earth in his day. Maybe that will encourage you to understand what God will do to the kings of the earth in the future. So if they think that they are wise. None of them as wise as Nebuchadnezzar. He ruled. He ruled the world. God humbled him. Oh Lord, I sense your presence. God humbled Nebuchadnezzar. He's there. And guess what? Nobody touched his throne. That's a bigger. That's a bigger. A bigger. You know. <laughs> you know. Glory. God said, "No, I will keep your throne. The throne will be waiting for you." But for the next seven years, go play, play with the animals, all right? Say hello to the, you know, to the giraffes, you know, to the elephants, all right? Okay, play well with them. Eat their food. Enjoy their food. <laughs> after seven years, we'll see what happens. What happened after seven years? Did he not proclaim that there is no God like the God of heaven? Like the God of Daniel? Did he not proclaim with his mouth? I rest my case. Did, Nehemiah, did, did Nebuchadnezzar not, did, that's a foreign God, that's a foreign king in a foreign land, declaring that there is no God like the God of the Jew. That God has not changed. You think he's not in control? You'll be blind for you not to see him in control. He's, in, he's very much seated. Nothing can dethrone him from his seat. As long as he is enthroned, you will continue to reflect, hallelujah, his glory in the earth. Ah, you didn't hear me? I said, as long as God is enthroned on her, you will continue to advance his purpose on earth. You will continue to reflect, hallelujah, his dominion among men. You will continue to proclaim, hallelujah, because listen, you are connected to him. You're connected to him. As long as he rules, you will continue to show forth his praise in the earth. You don't live your life outside him. You are his gate to creation. You are his gate to the nations. You are his gate, hallelujah, to the continent. How God anointed, how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth 
went about. Nothing could stop him. Not the threat of men. Not the threat of Herod. Not the Antichrist could stop him. No fear. No power. Nothing could stop him. He went about doing good. In the midst of darkness, he was doing good. In the midst of religious terrorism, he was doing good. In the midst of confusion, he was doing good. Why? He was anointed. Listen to this. Your anointing will shield you, will protect you until you finish your assignment on the earth. Like I always say to people, nothing can take me out before my time. Nothing can stop me before my time. I've got a time with destiny and I'm fulfilling it. I'm not afraid. If they think they're coming for me, I will walk past them. As his days and time had not come, he walked through them. They wanted to throw him headlong. Amen. <laughs> through the cliff. He just walked through them. His days, time has not come. So don't be afraid of the future. Don't be afraid of some event. Your future is secured in Christ. Not in crisis. Oh, come on. I'm exalting you this morning. I thought I were having school this morning. Well, I guess this is this this is this is an extra class. This is this is <laughs> this is extra to you know to, to what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Come on, friends. This is how we, we we track the things of God. This is how we roll in the spirit. He who has begun a good work in us. The work is not finished yet. So he will continue to perfect it. Even though we go through the valley amen, of the shadow of death. He will continue to work that work in us. Even though we go through amen, the, 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 you know, the, the valley of Baca. He will continue. Even though we face the armies of the Philistines. Even though we face amen, the Jebusites. The, we face the Canaanites. We face the Perizzites. Hallelujah. We face all the height. We will continue. Hallelujah. Listen. The technology of the spirit will continue to resource us until we can say it is finished. If he finish his job and he, he sander us with this job, we also will finish because he's giving us the anointing to finish. Well, I just sense the Lord is, is tearing the heart of somebody this morning with this. No weapon formed of fashion. No spirit, no devil, no, no, no man, no entity, no system can stop what the Lord has begun to do. After all of this, we will go out there and begin to bring in the harvest. After all of this, after the corona, amen, a dust is settled, we will bring in, you will, I told you this morning, you're going to be saying, your boss, they'll be saying, hey, what must we do to be saved? <laughs> How? Okay. All this thing you've been talking, okay, now, okay, 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 okay. You're going to see, let's start praying. Oh, yes. You're going to see a lot of company. They, they will, uh, let's start praying. Let's seek the face of God. Okay, you pray for us. You're a religious person. You're Christian. Oh, let's pray for us. Pray for us. You're going to get yourself ready. Get yourself ready. Things are happening already. The Lord is, is, is preparing things. He's shifting things. The, the ungodly ones in government, God will remove them and replace them with the righteous people. It's time to pray for righteous people to take their place in government. Not religious people. We don't want religious people. We want righteous people. So that they can do things hallelujah, with skill, with wisdom, with understanding, with integrity. Hallelujah, with love and passion. Yet with the spirit of excellence. We don't want religious people. We don't want people just saying, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian. No. I want to see your Christianity manifest hallelujah, through your activity. 
We want the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We want the Daniel in government. We want the Joseph in government. We want the Esthers and the Ruth in government. Come on. We want people who understand that righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. We want to see people who can tap into the spirit, bring clarity and direction, amen, that will shift, you know, institution, government, you know, parastatus. But in the, in, in the marketplace, that's what we're seeking for, not religious people. Not using the time you're supposed to be helping people to pray. And say, well, uh, I just feel I need to pray. No, 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 that's not what we want. We want you to take charge and understand that there's time for everything. When it's time to give service, you give the best, the best of service. That the people will come back again. They're unbelievers, but they will come back again. They say, no, I want that food you gave, you, you gave us yesterday. That thing, uh-uh, no, I want it again. Yes, you say, can God use a food to win people? Yes, he can. He can. He can. He can. When I was in Nigeria, there's a restaurant I always go every Sunday because I was a bachelor back then. But this restaurant, excellent. And they're Christians. But the quality, mm, impeccable. You don't say you're Christian, everything is looking so unkept, everything is looking out of order. And then you say you're Christian. What, 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 what kind of Christian? <laughs> Come on. Christianity means, Christianity means standard, quality, structure, government, administration, leadership, management, the best. That's how we raise the standard. Whatever you're doing must be of standard, must be of quality. Christianity does not excuse our stupidity. No. Does not excuse, amen, our, our mediocre attitude. If you're a mediocre person, you say, no, no. You, then you go back and learn that thing and get it done well. Then you come back, amen, yes, and show. Because what will attract people, amen, is the quality, is the standard. Christ is quality. Christ is excellence. Oh, hallelujah. So that's why what we're doing, amen, we're doing with the excellence. You can see the quality. The microphone I'm using, all right, to for, so, so that you can hear me properly. I had to order for that microphone. This is not the microphone that you're hearing. It is this one. You can see it, but you see this tiny thing. That's what you're hearing. It's called excellence. And I've been teaching my people right from the days I was a pastor. Excellence. You don't say because you're a Christian, you just pray, hallelujah, uh, the blood of Jesus, God will cover me. No, it doesn't work like that. You've got to give the people to the best. If you're into fashion, let what you're presenting out there, hallelujah, be the best. If you're into food industry, let what you're producing be the best. If you're into education, hallelujah, let what you're giving out there be the best. If you're into, you know, uh, 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 you know, social media, whatever it is, if you're into banking, come on, let your service be the best. It's time we have Christian banks in South Africa. In Nigeria, they have Christian banks. You've got to take all those. If you're into entertainment, let what you're offering the people be the best. You can see God is giving us a whole, a whole bunch of <laughs> curriculum. Come on, friends. Excellence. That's what we're talking about. No excuse. If you didn't get it right, apologize. Sorry. This is not this is this does not reflect us. We're sorry. Give you the best. The best of worship. The best of sound. 
yet the best of the spirit. What we have in the church is they've perfected quality, but they, but yet what they are offering the people, amen, is dead dead meat. So they use, you know, a sense of quality outside nice music, the cover up. That's not what we're talking about. That's not excellence. Excellence is first the product of your spirit. If you have an excellent spirit, everything that comes out of that, the message, the music, the sound will be excellent. I'm believing God one of these days to transform my studio here. Oh yes, one Christian bank. If Muslim can have Muslim banks, all right? If some of our banks can be doing al-barqa and be doing, you know, all this. Who says we cannot have Christian banks? Values, Christian values, Christian schools. Yet with the best. Back in those days, you see those Catholic schools. They're Catholic, even though they call them Christian, we know, but we know. We know they're not Christian. But still, their education back in those days, those missionary schools, they gave the best quality of education. But you see, these are men of God. They say they have their school. What are they teaching there? Come on. It's time. It's time, friends. Are, are you saying that the future is bright? <laughs> the future is bright. There's work to be done. And as we do it here, we will export it to the nations, to Europe, to America. Yes, to Asia. You see, people always respond to excellence. Excellence. You say you don't go there and say, uh, this, is, this is Holy Ghost Fire Restaurant. This is Holy Ghost, you know. <laughs> no. You give it the right name, the name that you know, you know. But I remember back in those days in Nigeria, people when people want to get a name for their business, they come to me because I just have a way of picking names. The name will sound wonderful, and of course with the right design. But it's, it's, it's the values is Christian, but you never hear anything Christian there. So before you know it, you're already feeding on Jesus, but you don't know. <laughs> I love the way God. You, these are all part of what we're teaching when it comes to the prophetic. You don't have to wear, you know, a, uh, you know, something on your forehead. Everybody know that you're a Christian. That's not what it means to be a Christian. It's a lifestyle. It's a value. By the time you you finish serving the people, excellence, they will say, "Come, wait. Tell me. Tell me more about this. I want to know." And when you still you're still hiding that thing, no, no, no. They say, "I want to know more. I want to probe more." He said, you really want to know? Well, this is God. This is just God. What do you mean God? Well, everything that we're doing, we do it because of the, the creativity God has given to us. The wisdom, the knowledge comes from him. You mean? Yeah. Okay. Mm. You'll be surprised. Next time they say, okay, come duplicate this thing. Come. Can we partner with you? Oh, come on, friends. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Taking over. We're not, we're not being run over. We are taking over. That's the word of the Lord. We are not being run over. We are taking over. Father, we honor your name. We glorify you. I'm going to round up with this. Halalaboshande. We are not being run over. We are taking over. The arrival is our departure. We bless you, Father. Oh, Hallelujah. What a glorious day. What a day of his might. In the day of his might. In the day of his power. His people shall be willing. Make us willing. Make us ready, oh God. We celebrate you. What a day. Blessed be your name.
Thank you, Lord, for all our students this morning. Thank you for our brothers and our sisters and those who have connected with us today. Thank you for this deposit. Thank you, Lord, for this grace. This is a word you want to listen to again and again and again and again until you draw, hallelujah, the nutrient, the life, the power, the wisdom, the understanding, the revelation out of it. We bless you, Lord. Hallelujah. Mm. Thank you, Spirit of God. We love you, O oh God. We love the way you love us. Thank you for revealing your heart, your mind to us. Thank you for showing us the path of life. Thank you once again for cracking, O oh God, the veil. Thank you for removing the shell. We've partakers. We've come to partake, O oh God, of the tree, of the fruit of life. Blessed be your name. We honor you. We glorify your name. Hallelujah. Amen. Isn't it amazing how we just glide on the wings of the Spirit? I tell you, I'm in love with God. Every day is mercy and you. What an impartation of, of his word again to us this morning. Well, you heard it. Be encouraged. Stand firm. Continue to advance in the light of what he's saying, what he's showing us. Don't be shaken. Don't be like a reed. What did you go out to see in the wilderness? It's a day to become stable. Change your, war, your, your wear gear, your war gear. Change your outlook. Allow the spirit to dress you in this brand new day as we advance in his, in his light. So I want to once again thank you for connecting with me again this morning. Yeah, we've done an hour, almost an hour, 40 minutes. It's been a pleasure sharing the word of God with you. Well, I just need to take time to go refresh myself and just enjoy. Thank you so much, Stadion. Yes, this is awesome. We thank God. This is awesome. We thank God for his, his will, his grace, his, his counsel, his word. May God continue to strengthen us. May he continue to... Please continue to pray for me. I need your prayer more than ever before. I need strength. I need, you know, because all of this, of course, is we're dealing with something in the spirit. So sometimes you can feel the attack. You can, but we're pressing on. All right. So thank you so much, everyone. Thank you, Mr. Dionis, Mr. Tina, my dear assistant, Commissioner. Thank you. Thank you so much, everyone. God bless you. Amen. Uh, brother Trevor, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. But Derek, thank you so much. Thank you for connecting. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm just trying to say, Brother Stephen, thank you for connecting also. Who else is there? All right. Thank you. I see somebody else. All right. I saw some few people. Well, if I can't see you or I'm not able to connect to your name, but well, thank you, everyone. I know there's so many other people watching us beyond just a few names that I've mentioned. But thank you. I really do appreciate everyone. All right. If I if 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 the words that I brought forth early, amen, before we began, in fact, while we just started. All right, if that word if it reaches you in the sense of rebuke, please take it because indeed it's going to correct you, it's going to change you. Yes, the Bible says, Him whom the Father loves, he chastises. 
Let's not run away from the chastening of God. That's the problem we've got in the body of Christ. Once we get a rebuke or we get to be chastened, we, we, we suddenly just discard and, and run away. You don't run away. That's, that's, that's a mentality of insecurity. All right? we've, got to, we've got to embrace the correction and the rebuke of the Lord. It makes us better people. makes us better saints. Amen. So please, let's, let's, let's take the word of the Lord. This is a prophetic platform. So anything is expected. God bless you all. Enjoy the rest of your morning. Bye-bye.